The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Yoma has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated in honor of Miriam Spear, dedicated by Steve, Hannah, Eve, and Jesse. Uh, it seems that it is our birthday. And uh, we wish her many years of health and happiness, 120 years. May she derive much pleasure from her family, her children, and uh, all her friends. And may she continue to have the strength to do all her work at home and in the community. Amen. Daf Lamid Aleph. Today's daf is being sponsored by Elul Nishmat Avraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied by Elul Nishmat Moshe Ben Miriam, Mr. Mo Hidari Adam Shalom, whose yacht site is this week. Mr. Mo Hidari, a upstanding member of our community, involved in many acts of chesed and charity, specifically the Hebra Kaddisha, and other acts of benevolence. Yehi zikro baruch v'tehi nishmatot Amen. Amen. We begin today's daf on daf lamid, and we begin two lines from the bottom. Amar le abaye le Rabbi Yosef. So abaye tells Rabbi Yosef, Tevila zu. This tevila that we're talking about, meaning the tevila that's necessary by every Kohen before he goes into the Azara on a daily basis, like we looked in the Mishnah, regarding this tevila, which again, according to Rabbi Yehuda, is only midrabanan, it's only rabbinical, like we learned today. According to Rabbi Yehuda, the only reason why you have to go to the Mikveh before you go into the Mitzvah Mikdash is a Gezerah, because we're worried of Tum'ah Yishana, that he might have had the Tum'ah on him already and forgotten. So by telling him he has to go to the Mikveh, he becomes cognizant that, oh, maybe there's a Tum'ah on him and he needs a'id of Shemesh, and therefore he'll desist from going into the Mitzvah Mikdash. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, it says the whole Tevila anyway is with Rabbanan, Chotzetz or Eno Chotzetz. Is, are we concerned about the regular laws of Hatzitzah or not? Now normally in a regular Tevilah, there are certain things that are considered interference. They're interposed between him and the water, and therefore it's considered Hatzitzah, it's invalid. So are we lenient? Meaning, since this is only Midrabanan anyway, and the guy really is Tahor, so do we, are we concerned about all the laws of Hatzitzah or not? Look at the top Rashi. Chotzetz or any chotzetz? Let it be Yehuda. The Amar b'Tesrach Tevila be'Almai. According to the Yehuda, that says the whole thing is anyway a gezera. Paslaba hatzitzat keshar tevilot. Do we say that hatzitzot are posel like another tevilot? Or dilma, or maybe kevan de'ena ba elalazkiro alatuma yishana velo letaher ba'iba lo paslaba hatzitzah. Or do we say, no, maybe the Hatzitzah is not posel? Because really it's just coming to remind them that he might have another Tumarim, therefore we're not strict like a regular Tevila. So the Gemara says, Amar Tikun. So listen, whenever the rabbis make a decree, they fashion their decrees like the Torah law. And therefore since Torah law, Hatzitzah is uh, a problem, so therefore the same thing in this rabbinic law, Hatzitzah is a problem. Now let's do the top Tosafot. Tosafot, Chotzetz or Eno Chotzetz. Pirush Rashi, the Rabbi Yehuda came by 
Right? That she's learning the question Dafka Kotri Biuda that holds the whole Tibilaz with Rabbanan. The Kashali, Dimkin, Abidal Mimar Beja, Lira Biuda. The Gibbara should have said that explicitly. That when Abaye asked the question of Yosef, he should have said, according to the Biuda, is Hatitza a problem or not? So Tosfot says, how come the Gibbara didn't speak out? Clear this question is Dafka, Lira Biuda. Elan Ed, the Ben, the Benzoma, Ben Lira Biuda. He wants to say the question is being asked even according to Ben Zomad that holds the Tibidah is the Oraita. And we're talking about over here a Tibidah where he's not going to serve an Avodah, but he just wants to walk into the Azara. In this case, even Ben Zomad will agree to walk into the Azara Stam, not to do Avodah, it's also Midrabanan. Shema Yavod, Gezerah that you might come to do service, because the Parishnu Le'ayin, that's the first opinion above. Ba'adekame ba'ayu le'acha hotzetz o'enu hotzetz tafemi bechol tevilot r'banan, kegon yudchet davar bechay yotzeh ba'in. How come, this is the only place where the Gabbara asks, is, be, is Hatitza a problem or not? There's many cases where we learned, specifically in Masechet Shabbat, we learned 18 different tevilot, which are only with Rabbanan, and there the Gabbara doesn't ask, is Hatitza a problem or not? Why obvious specifically in this type of tevilah does the Gemara ask is tevilah a problem? Because over here it's really a humrah. Sharet tahor gamuru. Because the guy is tahor. The end can sad hashash tuma. There's no sad of tuma over here. Which is in all the other cases, there's a sad to say, maybe there's tuma. Therefore, the Gemara says, once there's a sad tuma, there's no question. Hatsitsa's a problem. But here, the whole thing is a stringency. Because we're talking about, even if you know the guy's 100% tahor, he still has to go do this tibila. So they were saying, well, since the guy's 100% tahor, Tosfot says, that's what we asked over here. Maybe Hatsitsa's also not an issue. So Tosfot has two points of Let's just review. Them. Number one, he's learning the question is also according to Ben Zoma, in a case where he's not going in to serve for Avodah. And secondly, the reason why the Gemara chose to ask the question of Hatzitzah over here more than other cases is because the really the case over here, the guy is going in Tahor. Comes Gemara's next point. Amar le Abaye le Rav Yosef. Shema Bia o lo. Which means, let's say a person is not going fully into the Beit HaMikdash area. It's Bi'abimiksat. He's partially entering the Beit HaMikdash area. For example, let's say he's standing at the footstep of Sha'ani Kanon and he's just sticking his hand in. Do you still need this Tibila? Or maybe this Tibila is only on a Bi'agimura, on a complete entry. Well, Amale Behonot Yochihu. Well, the thumbs of the Mitzorah will prove. Shehen Bi'abimiksat. Because on the eighth day, when the Mitzorah gets sprinkled by the blood, he stands with Shadi Kanor, and he sticks his thumb into the, uh, the, to the Kodesh, and what do we say? He has to go to the Mikveh on the eighth day. Why? In order to allow him to go to the, uh, to the uh, Timila. So the Gemara says, Vetanya I'm sorry, allow him to go into the Beit HaMikdash, even though he's partially going in. Vetanya Mitzorah Tobel Ve'omed Beshadi Kanor. Now, it should be pointed out over here that according to Rashi, if we're asking this according to the Bihuda, right? Let's call Rashi Lashikato. If the question is according to the Bihuda, now we learned, what, because the Bihuda holds this whole thing as the banan. So we're saying, well, what about Bihabi Miksat? Is Bihabi Miksat, could we be lenient or not? Because no, you have to be Shmahmir. What's your proof from Mitzorah? What do you mean? The Bihuda himself, by Mitzorah said, he doesn't have to go to the big van today. We learned on yesterday's daf. He said that if he went the night before, he doesn't have to go the following morning. So what's your proof? 
So the Tosafot speaks out, and we'll read it inside, the second Tosafot, Vetanya Metzorah Tover Ve'omed Veshani Kanor, Veperush Rashi, Shepiresh Rabbi Yehuda Mevayale. According to Rashi, that's telling these questions are according to Rabbi Yehuda. Maika Pashit Mehacha, what are you learning from here? Hamahi Lav Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda Palik Alelayel. You can't prove anything to Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yehuda argued and said that the Mitzvah does not have to go to the Big Round the eighth day. Yeshtomar Afal Pichin Pashit Shapir. We can still solve the problem. How? Means from the fact that you see the rabbis hold that a Bitsurah has to go into the mikveh because he's doing the mikzat. Which is, I can just apply concept. Which is, since the rabbis hold that the mikzat means a Kabila, I know that the Buddha argues in that case because he went to the Buddha the night before, but from here I can learn in all other cases of a person going to the Buddha. Is an issue, and therefore you need a Tamila. Now let's read Rashi. I just want to make one point in this Rashi here. Shema Tamila. I'm sorry, Shema Biaz, the fourth line. Like we learned. So, in case we just want to bring in one of his limbs into the Azara. Now we get to the next question. Can he make a long knife? He doesn't want to go in the Beit HaMikdash at all. He didn't go to the Mikveh, he'll stay outside because it's a long knife and he'll extend it into the Beit HaMikdash area because the Shaita has to be done in the Beit HaMikdash area and he'll just make the Shaita. Is that okay or not? Well, we'll ask this question according to both extreme opinions. We'll ask it according to Ben Zomad that says the Tebila is the Uraita before you go in and we'll ask it according to the Rabbi's opinion of the Braito that we learned earlier that said that you don't have to go to the Mikveh at all. Mm-hmm. Remember we had a third shita that they had. You don't have to go to the mikveh at all. So the gemara says, ben zoma, al tzeish according to ben zoma, ad kal no mechayev ben zoma ela legavai. Ben zoma only said you have to go to the mikveh when you're going in legavai, going in. Aval lebrai lo. But since you're still outside, although the knife is inside, but you're fully outside, maybe you don't need mikveh. O dilma atelim shucheh. Or maybe there's a gas that might get drawn in. Which is, since the knife is inside, you might get, might get drawn in after the knife, and therefore, you need a tevila. And we can even ask the opinion of the rabbis that said you don't need a tevila at all. Maybe the rabbi said the only time you don't need a tibila is when you're not doing a service, when you're not going in to do any sort of avodah. But here, when you're going to do a service, when you're doing the shaita, so maybe they'll require a tibila. Or maybe it doesn't make a difference. Maybe the rabbi told whether you're going to do an avodah or whether you're not doing an avodah, you don't got to go to mikveh. The Gemara leaves us in a tiku. Gemara says that Yahweh Nabi has to answer this question. Now let's do the Rashi for a second. Maushi ase sakin aruka liftor atzmo min tevila. He wants to accept himself from tevila. He doesn't want to go to mikveh, but he wants to slaughter. The yamot chutz ta azara the yoshit yado lefnim. That the Mefarshim point out what that she means over the yoshit yado. It means sakino. 
The knife, exactly. Because once you put your hand in there, that's made with Piyab and Ixat. We answered that in the last question. Very good. So therefore, when Nashi says, Yoshik Yado, he means the knife. The Yishchot. Mim Miftar Ba'akim in a Tebira. Does it exempt him from the Tebira? O Dilma Ba'ayat Tebira. Ul Enyan Akshira de Korban Loka Mebayale. I mean, regarding the status of the Korban, for sure the Korban would be Kashir. Because so long as the Korban is slaughtered inside the Azara, you're okay. The Afagav de Ahmad Mebahuts, Veshahat, even though the slaughterer is standing outside, Kashira. It says the animal has to be in front of Hashem, but not the shochet. Good. Now look at the third choice I put on the daf. Right, one of the sides is to say maybe we'll make a gezera that you might get drawn after the knife. So Tosfot says, Had shahatin. That anybody that's should not slaughter with a long knife. Because we're worried that they might touch the basal. And the Gemara doesn't give the reason that he might get drawn after going inside. So why over there the Gizra's what he might come to touch the basar? The guy's tamir. So he wants to know, can he use a long knife? The Gibraltar, oh, he might come to touch the basar. What do you see? How come you don't give the reason that we gave over here? Atelam shukhe. Da fagad, da haka mesaf, kelehi gazin, and dilma atelam shukhe, oloh, hani mili betahot. Right, the only Gibraltar's safek over here is a tahot. Because the guy's tahot over here. Correct? We have a safek. Do, do we suspect he's going to get drawn into the azara or not? Abad betamid, ika karet, ika lemehashtve. But in the case over there where the guy was Tamir, certainly we should suspect that he might get drawn in. The Gemara is with Tosfot asking like this, if in another Gemara where we talk about a Tamir, that's story with a Sakin Aruka, there the Gemara doesn't suspect that he might get drawn in. And Tosfot says the Chaura, over there certainly you suspect that he might suspect that he might get drawn in, because there it's serious consequences. Because since he's Tamir, it's Yisud Karet. Whereas over here, he's Tahor. So Tosfot says, That's exactly the reason why we're not suspecting. Since the guy knows he's Tamir, he's very careful not to get drawn in. But over here, since he's Tahor, He's not really concerned if he gets drawn in. Therefore, here we have more concern as opposed to a case if a guy was Tamer. Just point out one more uh, point over here. Again, the Gevorot Ari does speak out that this question that the Gevorot will ask with the Sakin Aruka is a question not only according to Ben Zoma and Rabbanan, but certainly it's a question according to the opinion of the Biyuda. Because if the Gemara is asking on the banan that hold the tibidah over here is not necessary at all and still have a kshafik, maybe you're going to make a gizirah by the sakin arukah that the guy's going to get drawn in or he might go do avodah and therefore need a tibidah. Certainly according to the Biudah that mandates a tibidah with the banan, you'd have a question, do you need a tibidah or the sakin arukah? Okay. Now, the Gemara did say in this line of reasoning over here that we just read, de lo ka'avid avodah. Right, the Gemara said over here, uh, what was the Lashon? The Gemara said, Right, the rabbis only said that you don't have to go to the Mikveh when you're not doing Avodah. Now you can ask a question. Is Shechita an Avodah? What do you mean you're doing an Avodah? So the Mephal Shemove, I'm reading the Ritba, the Ritba says, Perush telo avid Avodah biyadayim. Which means, for example, the case of the Metzorah. The Mitzurah that's getting sprinkled, that's not considered Avodah Biyadayim, because he's just 
passive. So in that case over there, the rabbis will tell you that uh, you don't have to do the tevilah. Dehad dumiyad mitzurah kamar she'enu osay avodah biyadayim ela shakwen mazayalav. Ma she'enkem bezu, but over here the avid avodah dainu shaita vafagav the shaita kishenab bezar avodai. Which means, it's, when we say avodah, we just mean an active service as opposed to just standing and being passive. So it's not avodah in the normal understanding of avodah, because we know a zar can do the shaita. It means an active action in the Beit HaMikdash area. Comes the Gemara continues. Hamesh tevidot kedushin tovel. We learned on Kippur, the Kohen Gadol has to go to the Mikveh five times. And he washes his hands and feet. We call that kiddush yadayim v'raglayim ten times. Tanu rabbanan hamesh tevidot ma'aser hakiddushim tovel kohen gadol u'mekadesh bo bayom. Right on that day, it's five tevidot and ten kiddush yadayim v'raglayim. Vechulam b'kodesh bebet aparva. And all the tevilot are done in the chamber called Beta Parvaz. We learned on top of the Beta Parvaz there was a mikveh, and he would go to the mikveh, which is in the area of Kodesh Chutz, Mirishona. Except for the first tevilah, that's when he would come into the Beta Mikdash, take off his big dehol, the regular clothes that he was wearing, and put on the big de Kodesh. Shaita behol al gabe sha'aramayim. That was done by the special uh, chamber called sha'aramayim. That we said, Upsad Haita. That was right next to his Lishka. Jeez, we learned that the Quran would stay in Paredrin, and uh, the Paredrin was next door to Lishka Tamayim, so it would be very convenient for him to go from the Paredrin to the Lishka Tamayim for his first Tevilah of the day. Now, the reason why we said it was called Sha'aramayim, if you remember, is because it was that the gate that they used to walk through to bring the Nisuchamayim on Sukkot. Hence the name Sha'ar Nisuch uh, or Sha'ar Amayim. Now, the Tosfot points out here, Vechulan Bakodesh Begag Beta Parva. Tosfot says, Temali, Vehagagin, Vahaliot, Lonet Kadeshu. If you remember, we learned in Masechet Pesachim, the roofs did not have the status of Kedushah. So the Chauraf, the Mikveh was on Beta Parvan, you tell me that the Tevilot had to be done by Kodesh, the roof of Beta Mikdash, of Beta Parva, is not Kodesh. So Tosfot says it is, V'yeshtumar gag Beta Parva, hayash shaveh lekarka azara. If you remember, we learned in Masechah B'Sahim as well, that based on the configuration of Beta Mikdash, the azara and the wall of the uh, Beta Parva, the roof I should say, were equal. And therefore has the status of azara. Therefore indeed, while well, maybe the other roofs were not Kodesh, but Beta Parva roof was Close because it was an equal playing of the uh, Azara itself. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar We learn from over here, the spring of Itam, Gavoa Mekarka Azara, was higher than the floor of the Azara, Esrim Bishalosh Amot. 23 Amot. Now, what is this referring to? So let's read Rashi. En Itam. ממנו באה אמת המים לבית תבילת שער המים שעל החומה which means if שער המים was on the roof these מגבעות were up high so you had to have obviously a source, a spring higher than the מגבעה so the water can fall into it I mean you can't get the water from the lower place up right, the water's got to flow naturally into the מגבעה so they used to get the water 
from a spring called En Etam. So that she's huh? for the for the well, as she says for the Shad Amayim. That would be for the Nishkat the Shkat Amayim. That's the one next to his office. Now that she says, Ulfi Anyana Miklaot, which is according to what I know from the Pesukim, that Ali Shu Ma'yan Me Naftuah. Another name of this Ma'yan is called Me Naftuah, Ha'amud Besifri Yoshua. Good. Shemishah Ma'gibul Meshapayah Ve'yored Le'mizlach Un Ma'arad Ma'arad Ve'hua Gibul Bechol Eretz Yisrael. So that was the border of Eretz Yisrael to the east and to the west. I mean, it was split between the tribes. Some got to the east of En'otam and some got to the west of it. Ve'ach Meltad Abayeh Now what is Abayeh discussing over here? Ve'shum Damina Be'zebachim Because Masikim is the whole subject. Savur Le'mibneyeh Le'bet HaMikdash Be'en'otam When Shemuel HaMelech uh, I'm sorry, Shemuel and Navi uh, with David were discussing building the Beit HaMikdash so the original idea was to build it in the highest place because it says in the Beit HaMikdash the, 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 the that it's supposed to be built up high on the mountain now the highest place in Yerushalayim is Ein Aitam so originally the plan was to build it on that, uh, by that spring Amre Nehtebe purta. So you know what? Let's put it a little under in Aitamwai. Tihtiv uben ketefav shachin. Because it says the shekhinah rests between the shoulders. Which means, so therefore, it's not at the head. It's at the shoulder. So it's a little off the highest point. Shekin shamina mineshu gavoa minakol. So we know in Aitam is the highest place. Vino pinesh minale. Now, we never saw a proof that any Aitam was the highest place. But from this Gevaran now, we're going to prove that indeed any Aitam had to be even higher than the area of the Bet HaMikdash. How? So he says, We can learn from this Gevaran, All the entrances in the Bet HaMikdash, which we learned that, there were 20 Amma high. And they had the width of 10 Ulam, except for the Ulam. Okay, that she says, which was actually 40 Amma high and 20 Amma wide. Vetanya, and we have a Braita. Verachas Besaro Bamayim. Now, regarding the Shi'ud of the Mikveh, it says in the Pasuk, Verachas Besaro Bamayim. A person who goes to the Mikveh, he has to dip his basal, immerse his flesh in water. So the Gemara says, from the word Mayim, you know what we learn? Beme Mikveh. Well, it has to be mikveh water, as opposed to ma'im she'uvim, as opposed to water that was drawn. It has to be natural me'im mikveh. Kol besaro, you know what we learn from the words kol besaro? Ma'im she'kol gufo ole ba'im. It's got to be water that his whole body can be immersed in them. Ve'kamahin, and what is that shi'ud? Amma al amma, one amma width, by one amma uh, length Berum Gimel Amot with the depth of three Amot and we know that in that in that area of one by one by three you can fit 40 Se'ah now the Gemara assumes that the Shi'urim over here are split up like I told you one width one length and three depth Tosfot says, well, how do you know? Maybe you could uh, separate, you know, put this area a little different. Look at the bottom Tosfot, or actually look at the Tosfot. The bottom Tosfot actually on the page. Oh, 
עד שנאו, אין עתם. אין עתם גבוה מקרקע עזרא כ"ג אמות. תמלן, ומנהלן דבית התבילה הייתה גבוהה שלוש אמות. Which is the Gemara is going to try to say that well the Bet HaTevilah was on the roof, right? Now, the Bet HaTevilah is on the roof, now we know the, uh, the, the Bet HaTevilah uh, itself, the Mekveh itself, has a depth of three amot, okay? So above the Azarah, now you got to go to the roof of the, uh, the, 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 the Shka, you have three amot now, depth, and then you have to have the Mekveh or the En Etap on top of that, because the water's got to fall into the Mekveh. So it's got to be at least three amot on top of the mikveh. Now, based on the shiurim that we're giving you over here, from the azarah to the gate was 20 amma. So therefore from the azarah to the top of the lishakot was also 20 amma. Now you have extra three amot, right, from the mikveh, because you have a depth of mikveh, three amot, that's 23 amma, and the ein etam has to be at at least 23 amma, higher than the floor of the azarah, so it can fall into the roof of the mikveh. So therefore the Gemara proves its point. So the Tosafot is saying, who told you that was three depth? Maybe it was two amma depth, and put the other amma in the length. Put the other amma in the uh, width. So Tosafot says, in itam gavom mikar kazrakav gimel amot. Temalan, uminalan debeta tevila itam gevohat shalosh amot. Dilma lo itam gevohat ela amma, veorkash shalosh amot. Yeah, maybe the length was three amot. And maybe the Kohen had to lie down to cover his body. Because if you give a long length and a less of a depth, that means the Kohen would have to lie down in order to cover himself in the water. Or maybe I'll tell you, let's say two amot. And he can sit. We assume they constructed the Mikveh in the easiest way possible that the Kohen Gadol can dip, especially on Kippur where he's fasting, he's weak. The easiest way to dip is what? Standing. And if we would rather make it more depth instead of making it more long, we'd have to lie down. Now look at the Rashi, Gavoa Mekarka Azara Asimashosh Amot, Kemidat Gova Sharamayim, which means it had to be the same Shi'ud uh, above Sharamayim. Ubinyan Kli Shil Shalosh Amot Milmala, that you needed above Sharamayim, three Amot Keli. So you have the Lishka, right? The Lishka is 20 Amma, because we know all the gates were 20 Amma high. So the top of the roof was 20. Then you're putting a Mikveh on top of the roof. That means you need another 3 Amma depth. Now if you have another 3 Amma, what's the matter? Why can't it go in the roof? In the ground? No, it didn't go, so it says the Mikveh was on the roof. They, you walked up steps and go to the mikveh. They could have done whatever they wanted, but it's saying the bottom line, it was on the roof itself. So if it's on the roof, that means you have another three amma on top, because we know the depth of the mikveh is three amma. That means the spring that the water filled the mikveh had to be above that. says, what do you mean? You have another amma of the roof, which means this was not an outdoor mikveh. They covered the uh, mikveh. So you have at least an amma of ceiling, exactly. Ma'aziva would be the plastering of the base of the mikveh, which means, so it doesn't leak. If the base of the mikveh is dirt, and you're going to fill it up with water, it's going to leak through the, through the base of the mikdash. So they would have to plaster the bottom, so that would add another amma. So you're up to 25. So the Gebra says, no. She'arim de beta mikdash, the gates of the beta mikdash, kevan de shisha ninu, since they were made out of marble, bemashu avdelehu. 
you would have to just put a mashu, meaning you did not need a thick roof uh, on the uh, on the on top of it. You would just place a a thin roof, and the support of the shayish, the marble, would hold it, and therefore it really was not significant. Furthermore, they would also marbleize the floor of the mikveh, and since they marbleize the floor of the mikveh, you're not worried about any leakage because uh, the mikveh has a uh, marble floor. So the gemara says, okay, fine. Right, but it's not 23, it's 23 and and change, and amashu. So Gabriel says, Since it's not an amah, so it didn't count. So it's 23.0 uh, whatever it is, so that already we're not going to be so technical with that shiru. Let's read the top of that she's here. Ve'aika amah, ovi tikra al halal ashar. Al-shar, or the thickness of the roof or the uh, ceiling on top of the gate. Like the cement. That you calculated. Which means, besides the three amot, you'll have to elevate a little more to make a little uh, plastering so the water is insulated. Okay, good. Comes the Gemara and continues. No, no. Ceiling of the gate. Ceiling of the gate. Yes, you have to count the ceiling of the gate. So the Gemara is saying the ceiling of the gate was really a mashu. So if it's not significant. Comes the Gemara and continues. Sadin shell boots. Okay, so we said that in the morning, the first tibilav the Kohen Gadol was done in Hol. It was done in Sha'aramayim. And what would, what would they do? They would take a linen garment and they would use it like a mechitza and separate it uh, between the Kohen and the people so he would undress and go to the mikveh. So the Kibara asks, Parsu Sadin shell boots, my shena shell boots. Why? Why do they have to use a linen garment? Later on, Rav Kanaz is going to say that the reason was that in order to remind the Kohen that today's service is done with the Big Day boots, because normally the Kohen Gadol wears the Big Day Zahav. So they're reminding him, hey, today you're also going to wear Big Day Lavan, which is the linen garments. So therefore they would put a linen uh, partition to remind him. Here also... The Kohen Gadol is not accustomed to serve without the eight garments. The Yesh Mem Shazav, Kegon, seats, the Hoshin, the Ephod, Upamone, Hamil. Which is the, he's just talking about the Big Day Zahava. The Big Day Zahava included the seats, the, uh, Headband in the Grand War, the Hoshin, which had gold straps, the Ephod was the apron, Upamone Me'il, and the bells on the bottom of the ketonet uh, of the Me'il, I mean, they were also gold. Now look at the Tosafot over here. Kedamar of Kana, Kedeshi Yakir, Kohen Gadosh, Avodatayom Shilbuts. The uh, big Tosafot here, right? Tosafot is, we're going to say like this. The Kaman Gabe Viulo Begdel Laban. Later on, Rav Kana is going to teach us that. Uh, we do things to remind the Kohen Gadol that his clothes on that day are boots. So the Tosfot says, Tema, Why did Rav Kana wait to tell me this rule that you have to remind the Kohen of Big Day boots? He could have told me over here. 
which means in the rest of our Mishnah, when we say the partition, that's what Afghana should have said, oh, the reason why the partition is boots is to remind the grain. Why did he wait later on at the next part of the Mishnah, which they're calling it the Sefa, to mention that point? So comes to those words of in the early Daresha, lo chashash tomro. He didn't, he didn't want it. He didn't feel that he had to tell it to us over here. The pshita de sarich ekera shelo yitayvi ilbash kol chet begadim kederi shu osay kol yemot hashana kishu poshet begdehol shu lovesh kol chet begadim velaken parsu begdeh boots kedesh yakir shayom enon ilbash begdeh boots im begdeh zahav. Which means uh, it's obvious according to Rav Kana. The question of Tosafot is, how come Rav Kana did not mention in this Mishnah that the reason why they do big day boots is to remind the Kohen. He mentions it in the next Mishnah. Hey, you have a chance to mention it here? Mention it here. So Tosafot said it was obvious here. Speshita, why? Because now the Kohen, on a normal day, what would he do? He would take off his big day hole, and right away he put on big day zahav. He's custom there every single day. So therefore it's obvious that the reason why you're doing Bigdeh, uh, a Bigdeh of Pishtan over here, Bigdeh boots, uh, a partition, to remind them, hey Kohen, it's not like every day over here. Today, don't put on your Bigdeh uh, Zahab, which means make sure you remember that today it's Bigdeh Lavan. It's obvious that that's the reason why you have the Bigdeh, that they have the boots. Ela, Bifne Atzma, Babad but at the end of the Mishnah, Shu Poshet Bigdeh Zahab. At the end of the Mishnah, it's talking about that he would, you know, from, uh, during the day he would go from Begdeh Zahav to Begdeh Lavan, etc. So over there he's taking off the Begdeh Zahav. The Yesh Tolul Bosh Begadim Ahirim. Right now he's got to put on his Begdeh Lavan. Sakat Adachamina, Telo Abbas Salih Ekera, Devadai Lo Atilim Which means, what is he going to put on? He only has two garments. If he's taking off the Begdeh Zahav, what do you need to care for? And still, when he took off his big out, they still put a partition of boots to remind the Kohen that what you're putting on big boots. So therefore, Afkanaf felt he had to mention the Hadus there, because there was more necessary than over here. The old second of the Kamina came out, the Kivar Pirsu Pama Hatsalin Shabuts, Kadesh Yakir, Sagi Bahin. And I would have said also that maybe since you put the boots already once to remind them, one reminder is enough for the day. Therefore, Afkanaf to mention later on, no, during the course of the day, they also put a Sadin Shabuts to remind the Kohen that the Avoda is big there. Lavana. That they needed two ekera, the first one and then the uh, second one that he mentioned. Now that's the. Maybe, maybe, maybe anything. Maybe they're, they're not careful to put boots. <laughs> okay, comes the new Mishnah. Mishnah. Pashat. Okay, he takes off his garments, Yarad Vetabal. Right? He goes down to the Megveh, Yarad Vetabal. Allah, he comes out, Venistapag, and he dries himself. Hevi Ulo Zahav. Right? The first thing he wears is the Bigdeh Zahav. Velavash, he wears them. Vekidesh Yadav Veraglav. And right after he puts on the garments, he does Kidush Yadav Veraglav, he goes to the Kiyor. Well, the special place, and he uh, washes his hands and feet. The first thing is they bring him the Korban Tamid. Kartsu, he slaughters it. Umirak Acher Shechita Al Yado. Another person finishes the Shechita for him. Either for him or after him. Because if you remember, we learned that the Kohen not only has to make the Shechita, but he also has to make the Kabbalat Adam. Now, how could you make shaitan kabbalat adam? After you make the shaitan, the blood is on the floor already. 
So therefore, the Mishnah says he would make shaita berov simanim, and another kohen would come and take the place and finish the shaita, and then the kohen himself would grab the keli in order to catch the blood. So let's read that in the Mishnah again. Kartsu. He would make the shaita, umirek aher shaita aliado, and another kohen would finish the shaita for him. Kibel et adam, he would receive the blood, the same kohen, the kohen gadol, vezarko, and then he would sprinkle it on the mizbeach. Nichnas laktir ketoret shachar. He goes then to the Mizbeach Apinimi, that's called Mizbeach Zahab, in order to bring the Ketoret. We know every day the Ketoret was Mahasitom Baboker, Mahasitom Ba'irem. Uletiv et Anerot, then he goes and cleans out the Menorah, the wick and the oil, etc. Ulekliv et Tarosh et Taibarim, then he goes and brings the Korban Tamid, the bones, the head and all the bones. Vahavitin, and then of course he brings the special Menchat Habitin of a Kohen Gadol that has to bring every day. Vahetayayin, then of course he pours the wine on the Mizbeach. Now, Ketoret Shel Shachar Hayta Kereba Ben Dam Evarim. Giving you the placing now of the Ketoret. In the morning, the Ketoret was between the sprinkling of the blood and the putting the Korban Tamid's bones on the Mizbayah. Shel Ben Arbaim Ben Evarim Nesakim. And the Ketoret of the afternoon was between the bones on the Mizbayah of the afternoon Korban and the pouring of the wine. Imaya Kohen Gadol Zakeno Istenis. Now, if the Kohen Gadol was, let's say, an old person, or Istenis was finicky or sensitive, Mehamin Lo Hamin, they would heat up some water from before Yom Kippur, Umatilin Netokasonin, and they would pour the hot water in the cold Mikveh, Kedesh Tafig Sinatan, in order to take the chill out of the water. Which means they didn't have heated Mikveh on. So, how did they do it? They would have hot water, they would pour the hot water into the cold Mikveh, and now the water would become lukewarm in order that a Kohen Gadol that was old or weak. But not have a problem. Let's read Rashi. Rashi on the Mishnah. Vinistapag. Mitatev be aluntit shil beged. He would wrap himself with a towel, or a towel of garment, you know, of, of cloth. Lispog ma'im shal besaro. In order to absorb the residual water that's on his body. Vinistapag vinit kaneya. Right? And he dries himself. Now. No there would be a reason why would he have to uh, dry himself. Parashim explained one of two things. Either the water itself is a hatzitza between the garments that he's wearing and his flesh. He has to wear it on his flesh. That's why he has to dry himself. Or there might be dirt in the water and the dirt will cause a hatzitza between the flesh and the garment. Therefore he has to dry himself nicely. Comes the Rashi. Rashi. Kedesh Shadav Veraglav Minakiyor. Good. So that she says he washes his hands and feet from the sink. We're going to learn that before, after taking off one garment, he needs a kiddush adam v'raglam, and after putting on the next garment, he needs a kiddush adam v'raglam. So for every peshita, taking off one garment and putting on the next garment, you have. Two kiddush adayim v'raglayim. V'timilali shona zu shifshichas of the bechol he loses the kesh ala peshita. Since the first taking off the garment is big bechol, so he doesn't need a kiddush adayim v'raglayim after the taking off of the bechol. So he'd only make the kiddush adayim v'raglayim after he puts on the first time the big day is ahav. Normally he would always do a timila after he takes off the garments and then after he puts on the garments. Here, after he took off his garments, it's the first garments he's taking off. It's big dehol. You don't need a kiddush adam v'raglayim after you're taking off big dehol. So therefore, you only have one kiddush adam v'raglayim in the first set after he puts on his begadim.
Karzo, what's the difference? He slaughters the Korban Tamid. Mefaresh Begimah, you want to explain what that word means. Umirek Aher, Vegamar Kuen Aher Shekhiya, Vegamar Kuen Aher Shekhita. Another Kuen would finish the Shekhita, Lefi She'en Kabbalat Adam Keshira Elo Bekoen Gadol, Veslik Lamelu Kabel. He has to rush and catch the blood. Al Yado, so the word Al Yado, she gives two interpretations. Ila Bishvilo, Meaning he would do the shahidah for him. Kemo kotsets adam al yadeh atzmo. Iname al yado. Al yado lashon achalav, meaning after him. So either al yado is for him or after him. After the queen would start the shahidah, another queen would come al yado. Good. The quotes pesukim there. Ketoret shoshahari aita kerebal, gemara mefaresh. Mehamin lo hamin le be'erev yom kippurim. They would heat up water before kippur. Umatilim b'yom kippurim l'toch hakak b'nyan bet tevilato. Into the hole over there where the bet tevilah was. Shetafig, shetafig is lehamir miyad sinato. To immediately dissipate the chill. Lafig would be like to, to weaken the uh, the coldness. Yeah, the hot water is to weaken the coldness. When Yaakov you know, saw Yosef, after 22 years, it says his heart became weakened. Okay, comes the Gemara. Amarua Rabbanan Kamed Rapapa. So the rabbi said in front of the papa, Ha Dero Kribimi'ir. Our Mishnah is not following Rabbi Meir. Deir Rabbi Meir, because if you want to tell me it's Rabbi Meir, Kevan de Amar, Trek Dushe, Alevisha Avid Lehu, which is Rabbi Meir, originally we're holding like this. He holds that for every dressing, for every dressing, you need two Kedusha Dhamiraglimes. One before you dress, and one after you dress. You don't need one at this point for the hafshata. You need it for the dressing. And therefore, in this Mishnah, it said you only do Kiddush Adayim V'Raglayim once. However, If the Mishnah was to be Meir, it would say, you need two Kiddush Adayim V'Raglayims. After you took off the Big Day Hall, not for the Big Day Hall, because you're about to wear the Big Day Kodesh. So you need one before you wear the Big Day Kodesh. And then one, if you put on the big day Kodesh. But from the fact that Amishnah did not say that, it's mashma. The mikveh is a different item. But to make kiddush adam v'raglayim. So from the fact that Amishnah did not say that, mashma Amishnah is not going like the bimir. Amar deura papa ben rabbanan ben rabimir. You know Amishnah is going according to both opinions. Had apeshita the big day Kodesh vehad al bisha. You made a mistake. You thought that Abimir holds both of them up for Levisha? No. One is for Hafshata and one is for the Levisha. And since over here he didn't take off the Big Deh Kodesh, he's taking off Big Deh Hall in the first one. So even the Abimir said, don't have to put one. Because if you're going to tell me that both of them are for the wearing, meaning you need one before the wearing and one after the wearing, you're right. The Mishnah cannot be going like the Bimir. But that's not the Bimir Shita. The Bimir actually holds you need one for the taking off of Big Deh Kodesh and one for the wearing of Big Deh Kodesh. Therefore now Mishnah, you took off Big Deh Hall. And, because it's the first... Uh, no, it's not. In this Mishnah, everybody will agree. This first one, there's no argument. Also, then you're asking, where's the Mahalukah then? Where, where do the Bimir and, uh, and uh, Hakimim argue? So he says, So they argue on the following. The Pasuk says, 
I'll quote you the full Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Upashat et Bigdeh Habad Asher Lavash. He takes off the white clothes that he was wearing, the Bigdeh Habad. Venachatz et Besarob Bamaim. He goes to the Mikveh, Bemakom Kadosh, Velavash et Begadab. And then he goes on and puts on his other Begadim. So the Gebarah's learning over here, and she will tell us, it's a Gezerah Shema later on, that we're learning over these two Kiddush Adayim and Aglaims. Anytime it's, when it says Rahat to this Pasuk, they're learning that Rahat goes on the Levisha, and there's Rahitah that goes on the Havshata. Even though the Pasuk uh, actually says Rahat once, but it says the word Rahat between the Havshata and the Levisha, so the Gebarah's learned, you needed one Rahitah, Yadayim and Aglaim for thee. Havshata, taking off the garments, and you need another Haitzah for the Halbasha. So what's the Mahloket? Says, Rabbi Meir, Savar Makish, Peshita Lilbisha. Rabbi Meir says, we compare thee, taking off, to the putting on, to the wearing. Ma Lilbisha, Lovesh, Vahakach Mekadesh. Just like, you wear the garments, then you do Kiddush Adai Venaglaim, Av Peshita, Poshet, Vahakach Mekadesh. So the Peshita is the same, you take off the garments first, and then you do the Kiddush Adai Venaglaim. So just like halbasha is done after you lovish, so the peshita is done after you are poshet. However, when Abaran Sabi makish peshita l'bisha, they said the opposite. We make a case between the taking off to the putting on. Ma levisha kishu lavush mekadesh. Just like the levisha when he's wearing the garments, he does the kiddush l'avad aglaim. Af peshita kishu lavush mekadesh. So to the peshita, he does the kiddush l'avad aglaim when they're still on before he takes them off. So we have a fantastic malokan over here, the Bibir al-Hakabim, when the Kiddush Adam and Aglaim were done. Everybody agrees, one was for the Peshita, taking off, and one was for the Levisha. There's no argument on that. And the argument is, when did they do that? According to Hakamim, Hakamim say, well, the Peshita is done to the Levisha. Just like the Levisha is done when he's dressed, so the Peshita is done when he's dressed, before he takes off the garments. The Bibir is the opposite way. He says, no, I compare the Levisha... The Bimi'ir comes along and says the opposite way. He comes along and says, I compare the Peshita to the Levisha, that just like the Levisha is after he gets dressed, so too the Peshita is after he takes his garments off, after he undresses. And therefore, uh, while they both hold you need for Peshita and Levisha, the question is, at which point? But in Al Mishnah, there's no argument. Because Al Mishnah, what is he taking off the first thing? Bigdehol. Everybody holds you don't need a Kiddush Adam Vedaglaim for taking off Bigdehol. So when is your first Kiddush Adam Vedaglaim going to come? After he puts on the Bigdehol, Bigdeh Zahab, at the first time you're going to need your first Kiddush Adam Vedaglaim. Comes the Gemara and says, Amru le Rabbanan Rapapa. So the rabbis tell the papa, Can you indeed say this? Meaning you want to say that our Mishnah is going to the Bimir. That you only need one Kiddush Adai Vedaglai because it's Bigdeh Hol. Is that so? That Tanya, we have a Braita. Parsu Sadin Shilbut Beno Leben Am. And we learned it. They put a uh, uh, linen uh, uh, partition between the Kohen and the people. Pashat, Viharat, Vetabal, he goes to the Megveh, Bahalav, Nestapak, he drives himself off. Hevi, you know, Begdezahab, Velavash, Vekidesh, Yadav, Vedaglav. Good, so far so good. Rebbe Meir Omer, Pashat, he takes off his Begdehol, Kidesh, Yadav, Vedaglav. 
He makes kedusha daim v'raglayim yarad v'tabal alav v'nistapag. He dries off. Heviu lo begdeza v'lavat v'kedusha daim v'raglam. So you see, according to Bimiir, even by begdechol, it's two times. Amar dehu. So he tells him back. This is the question that they asked on the papa. Because that papa was trying to say what? Ah, the Mishnah is going like the Bimihir. Hey, what are you talking about? You have a Beferus bright, not like that. So he says, Amarlu, Itanya, Tanya. He says, What can I tell you? If you have a Braita, you have a Braita. Means you got me. Jeez, I can't argue on the uh, Braita, so I guess I was wrong. The Mishnah cannot be going like uh, the Bimihir. You got a Braita. I didn't know this Braita. This Braita exists. It's clear that what? That it has to be uh, two, uh, two uh, to be not according to the Bimihir. Now let's just read the Rashis quickly over here. So the first Rashi is Rabbanan. Now again, the Gemara is not showing us. Amarua Rabbanan Kamed Rapapa. The rabbi said in front of Rapapa. Rabbanan, she says, Tell me there that Rapapa Amrukin the Farab. Students of the Papa said in front of him, Ha Matnitin, our Mishnah, the Lord Tenanda Shne Kedushin Betviladishona, they did not say you need two Kedushadam Raglans in the first Tevila, the Lord can be Meir. It's not like the Meir, the Panig Matnitin that argues in the Mishnah later on, Betvilashiniya. They argue on the rabbis. Shayu magdimim kiddush lefshita. The hachamim they say you need a kiddush adayim v'raglayim before you take off the garments. Vuigdim peshita lekiddush. And he says no. You have to take off the garments first, and then you make the kiddush. So we're understanding at this point that if you have to take off the garments first and then do the kiddush, that kiddush is not for the taking off. The kiddush is for the preparation of the next. Wearing. We learn from this. That the two between the garments. Which means because of the wearing of the new garments and exchanging from the first ones. The he should need two kedusha daim raglams. Why they have big day kodesh ubalil bosh? He's coming to wear the big zahab. So she need one before he puts it on and one after he puts it on. So the Gemara says, no. The really the inyan of the issue of the bimir is you need had a peshita rashi veilkach. Achad peshita the big dechali since over in Amishnah the peshita is actually on big dechol lo vayakidush veachad gabet tevilas sheniyah but by the second tevilah which means the second time when he takes off the big dech zahav shenechlat the bimir lagdim peshita lekidush in that case the bimir says you do the peshita first then you do the kidush la mishum nesvir lekidush let's get the right grisa. The Aleph, la mishum nesvira le kiddush rishon shelifnek shetzvot shelifnek shelifnek kol tevila mahmat levishaba ela bigzot katu pedili. Meaning it's not becoming because of the levisha. Really, it's coming because of the peshita hafshata. Oh, so then why does one say you do it when you're still dressed, and one says you do it after you get undressed? It's not looking at the pesukim. How long the pesukim? Now the Gemara tells us what the pesukim are. Pashat v'nachatz. 
Rachatz v'lavash. Now the pasuk doesn't say the word Rachatz twice. It just says Ufashat v'lachatz v'lavash. But from the fact that it says the word Rachatz in between Peshita and Levisha, the Gemara is going to learn that the Rachatz is going on both. You need Rachatz for the Levisha and you need Rachatz for the Avshata. So the Gemara is Ufashat and Bigde Habad. That's the white clothes, right? The Bigde Lavan. Asher lavash usmichle. Then it says after he takes off the clothes, v'lachatz et besaro b'mayim b'makom kadosh v'lavash. The Torah places the word Rechitza, which would be understood to be Kedusha Damaraglan, between the Peshita and the Levisha. Now the Gemara later on, to the next half, is going to explain the word Rechitza, not Tevilah. The Rechatz of it is referring to Kedusha Damaraglan. You're putting the word Rechatz on the Upashat and on the Belavash, Kiilu Ketiv. It's as if it says Verahatz Trezim there. Meaning, the Upashat Verahatz, Verahatz Verahatz. Which means it's going on both the Rechitza. The Bimir Sabar, Bimir Sabar, is Makish, Kiddush. Peshita, the Kiddush Levisha. We compare the Kiddush of the undressing to the Kiddush of the dressing. Ma Levisha Lovesh, Dakar Mikadesh, Kiddush Hasheni, which means just like the Levisha, you get dressed first and then you do the Kiddush, the second Kiddush, Kedamin Lekaman, Hakol Modim Be Kiddush Sheni, Kishul Avush. Everybody agrees that the second Kiddush is done when he's dressed. Mikadesh, Vialifa Mikraeh, we don't know that from Pesukim. Av Kiddush Peshita Poshet. So to the same thing of the undressing. First you undress, and then you do the Kiddush. Just like you dress and do Kiddush, you undress and do Kiddush. So therefore he learns it's after you get undressed. With a banan, savri, they say a different hekesh. Ma'alibisha ki'ud lavush. Mekadesh Udadrei hakol Kiddush patra Achal levisha Apeshita Kishu lavush Begadim Shuba levshot Mekadesh Fakach Boshet The Rabbana will say Just like the levisha The Kiddush is done After you got dressed so, What means When you have your clothes on Right When your clothes are on So do the Kiddush for the Hafshata is done when your clothes are still on before you took them off. So therefore they're both making comparisons between the Hafshata and the Levisha. The question is what's the comparison? So that's the Mahlokit. So comes Rashi and says, the next Rashi, Umi Matzit Amrat. That's the Gibra. Can you say mm-hmm. that Rabbi Meir is indeed the author of Al-Mishnah? De lo matzlik Rabbi Meir at Tevila Rishonat Rekidusheh? Do you want to say that on the first Tevila? Meaning, when he takes off his big day, hol, you want to tell me in that one, Abim is not going to say you need two Kedushim? Ve'atanya, we learned in a Braita. I just got the Ve'atanya, Gabbe, supposed to say. Gabbe Tevilal Yishonatanya. Now this Braita, that she's going to prove to us, must be referring to the first Tevila, Which means the Tevila after he takes off his big day, hol. How? Medelom matzlikul banan elahad kiddush. And the fact that the rabbis of that bright person don't have the one Kiddush Adayim V'Raglayim. Now normally the Rabbanan hold, if you're taking off Big Day Kodesh, you need one for the Avshata and one for the Levisha. But in this bright the Rabbanan say you only need one. So we're forced to understand this must be talking about the first Tevilah that is done after Correct. taking off the Big Day Hall. Good. Once we establish we're talking about Big Day Hall, Ela Ta'amad Rebimir Mishum Nekasabar Tarvayu Mishum Begadim Shulovei Clearly that she says that according to the Bimi'ir, that says in that Braita, you have to do two Kiddush Adayim V'Raglayim. Ela, it must be what? Because the deen is you need two for the Levisha, 
It's not like we learned uh, according to the Papa. One is for the Abshata and one is for the right. Levisha. No, one is for the Levi, two is for the Levisha. One before and one after. Therefore, I don't care if you take it off Big Day Hall. The point is you're putting on Big Day Zahav. And therefore, I need one before the Big Day Zahav, one after the Big Day Zahav. So therefore, the Gemara says, Amar Lehu, the Papa comes back and says, Itanya, if you have a Braita Behedya, Explicitly, the matzrich le trek that says to be means that you need trek kedusha. Tanya, finished. It's explicit. Umayi ikal mishma the tamad remimir mishum tarvayu alevisha, and therefore I can deduce clearly that remimir holds it's both on the levisha that you need two kedushin. Aval ilo ashkehitu matnitim beedya. If I didn't find this brayta, lo aval shemayin alenu peduktad etemilash shniya to matnitim ikal efrusha. Which means, without this bright, I could explain like the papa. I could have said that really everybody agrees once for the Hafshata, once for the Levishah, and I could have said he agrees with Amishnah. But once I got a Bethelus Braita, so therefore it's obvious that the Bimir holds its Tarvayu a Levishah. That continues, Bishlama Lerabimir. It's good according to the Bimir. Hainu de Mashkahatla Asara Kedushim. We know the Mishnah said that on Kippur there was ten Kiddushah Daimirag lines. So according to the Bimir, we understand how you get ten Kiddushah Daimirag lines. Because there's five Tevilot, but for every Tevilah there was two Kiddushah Daimirag lines, including the first Tevilah, which you made two Kiddushah uh, Daimirag one before the Nevishah of the Big Dezab, and one mm-hmm. after. So according to the Bimir, it works out. But according to the rabbis, you only have nine Kiddushah right. Daimir because the first Tevilah, you're only doing one, one Kiddushah Daimir Aglaim. So where's the uh, ten Kiddushah Daimir That was according to Shittat, the Banan. Mm-hmm. So the rabbis will answer, Kiddushah Batra, the last Kiddush, Kipashit Bigde Kodesh, Velavish Bigde Chol, Avid Lehatam. Which means the last Hafshata, which means when he's taking off his Big Day Kodesh, to put on his Big Day Hall. Before he takes it off, he does one more Kiddush Adayim V'Naglayim, and then takes it off and puts on his Big Day Kodesh. So therefore, that's the tenth Big Day Hall. That's the tenth according to Rabbanah. Look at Rashi. Asara Kiddushim Lachamesh Tebilot. According to the Bimir, it's very good. You have ten Kiddush Adayim V'Naglayim, so five Tebilot. However, according to Rabbanan, Tish'ahavu. The hasra le tevilah rishona had kiddush. The first tevilah is missing one kiddush. Amli lechad banan kiddush asiriya haserkan. The tenth one that you're missing kiddushah batra keshegamar avodat kol ayom uposhet bigdei kodesh velobesh bigdei chol avid lehatam keshebal lefshot bigdei kodesh dildidan svidalan kiddush had peshita vechad levisha. Which is according to the Rabbanan, they hold one is for the Levisha and one is for the Peshita. So they would have that you're taking off the big day Kodesh, so you need one more for the Hashata. So when you're taking off Big Day Kodesh, there's no reason you need another Kiddush Adayim V'Naglayim. The Maskanad the Miltah within the Bimir holds the two Kiddush Adayim V'Naglayim are for the Levisha. So therefore, now at the end of the day, here's his Big Day Kodesh on. Now, finish, I'm not wearing anything else, I'm wearing Big Day Hall. There's no reason for the Bimir to put another, do another Kiddush Adayim V'Naglayim. I just take him off and finish. But according to the Banan, they say you need one for the 
Peshita, and when you do that one for the Peshita, when you're still wearing, just like we learned by the Levisha, you're still wearing Soto Barafshata. So before you take off the final, uh, you know, big day call, before you go to the big day hall, Hakami will say you need a tenth and final Kiddush Adayim, Beraglayim. Baruch Adwali Olam, Amen.